everybody, this is Lawrence Ross from the LRWS on RazRadioLive.com. Currently out in California, Blind James from RadioIO.com is in desperate need of a brand new kidney. Save a person's life. On behalf of everybody on the network, I encourage you to please go to GoFundMe.com forward slash XE6PJ38. Click on that link and donate money to save a person's life. Donate as much as you can. I think we should all donate. Every contribution helps. I appreciate all of Raz Radio Live's help and our I.O. fans. Please give so we can give James a brand new lease on life. Like communist, it's knocking at our doors, turning all our children into hooligans and whores. This is for the whores. Notice how the good things in life don't last It's called the slow creep Two socialistic views You political fools They're gonna rob your shoes So let's make freedom hot Mr. Conspiracy's back That's why I'm swinging my sounds On these liberty tracks So don't hold me back Cause that's how I roll When I return to heist The mass system of control Cause they poison your health To make you accept the lies So I point it out Before the masses die Why? With heist click, there ain't no stopping shit is popping like Mr. Wiggles. We torture genocide rappers for shits and giggles. I got a ride to blind you, and I will play God to this do not who signed you. I am obliged to provide the spine to squish on your jellyfish. Don't try to hide, we'll find you. And when we do, don't act like a palamon. I'm just doing my job. Christmas Day of Valentine, I brand him up the fucking forehead with a dollar sign. Hands off Iran, liberty for Palestine. Take a bath with the Lord, believe the money takers, brought into the dream of some real 
village of the dam. Send out the word to each and every land that I occupy the world with the mic in my hand. have the finest studios where's your studio because like i'm in a studio now it has guitars and some kind of uv light that'll fuck your face up if you look at it and turn it on the smartest most handsome on-air personalities price of liberty is is ugly it's not it's not very pretty you're not very pretty we don't talk about religion so uh, we're actually God's chosen people. So they are the chosen ones. I know this. One, I think yeah. the Christians think that you killed their savior. And we're always respectful to women. When they invent the perfect artificial vagina, you broads are out of business. Lobster dinners, the diamond market, it's all going belly up. <laughs> and smart, well-informed callers. Buzzy, where you? you sound like you're Creole or some shit. Where do you crawl out of Baton Rouge? What's what the fuck, son? I'm a mile. Hey, you better watch your mouth now. Talk about an owl like that. I'll slap the dog shit out of that's the Joe Show, Thursday, 6 to 9 on Raz Radio Live, Salty Talk Radio, and PopRock80s.com. Come 
show. You're listening to the first 52 with Sean Raz Radio. That is right. You're listening to the first 52 on RazRadioLive.com. You're supposed to be on RadioFreeBlood.com also, but I'm having a little issue connecting on that side. I'm not really sure what's going on, so we'll figure that out down the road. But hey, here we are. It is uh, October 20th, 2015, and we're coming to you from FEMA Region 4, good old sunny southwest Florida. Uh, if you can't tell on my voice a little bit, uh, I'm a little under the weather today, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to push real hard and give you the best show I can, which really probably be better than most of my shows. <laughs> Many of things to talk about tonight. A lot of my stories, unfortunately, um, are from Photography is Not a Crime, and, and they've been hacked. <laughs> Their website has been shut down. All the stories I had pulled from them, which is about four maybe, uh, is gone. It's not to be found. It's gone into the wormhole. I've spoken with the editor and the owner of the of the, of the uh, website, and they're aware of it, and they're working on it. There were some good stories there, man. Some really, some really intense, uh, uh, touching stories. Not good touching, unfortunately. But they were kind of uh, very painful, touching stories. You know, we see, uh, we can see that we, we see the continuation of law enforcement shooting cops, and uh, I guess some cops getting fired. One guy uh, posing as a woman on a dating site and inviting men over to his house. And then behind the door with the hole in it type deal. <laughs> That's always nice. I'm hoping those stories come up before uh, before we finish the show tonight. And, of course, the other exciting event of this evening is at 8 o'clock. You guys get to hear the return of Dangerous Conversation with Scott Ledger. I know I'm excited about it. It's been a long time. Uh, and uh, I, he's my friend, and I appreciate him uh, joining us here over at Res Radio. And it's going to be a, a pretty intense night with him, I'm sure. Uh, he hasn't been on the on the radio where he's been running things for a while. And, uh, you know, everybody, oh, wait, oh, yes, they're coming back up now. Photography is not a crime is coming back, back online as I speak. So we'll be able to cover those stories. Uh, obviously, again, if you can't tell in my voice, uh, I, I'm not feeling well. I will be very uh, audio heavy tonight, or at least try to be. I've got some good audio I want to go over, uh, and we'll discuss that. Phone lines will be open as soon as I re-sign into the RAS Skype here. Um, so we'll be able to take some calls if you want to call in. As I remember my password to the Skype. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll continue that way and see how it goes. Uh, we are going to touch on... Uh, I don't even want to go into what we're going to touch on. Let, let's start here, all right? Let's start with our peace-loving president. Uh, Everybody, what what you what you do this past weekend? You know, maybe you did a little yoga in the park. Maybe you partook in your new hobby of dumpster diving acupuncture. No matter what, I hope you didn't do what your tax dollars did this weekend. They were busy bombing a doctor. That's not the broadcast. Borders That's hospital the in Afghanistan. Doctors Without Borders, one of the best humanitarian organizations in the world. It is filled with courageous, free-range doctors. <laughs> which is in stark contrast to doctors in crates and the, the organization of nurses tied to old tetherball poles. <laughs> You've heard of people having celebrity crushes or guys having man crushes. Well, I will admit, Docs Without Boards is my humanitarian organization crush. They are. 
Yeah, you'll love In how the internet works, don't you? Celeb crush is Huey Lewis from the news. <laughs> Doctors Without Borders is a Nobel Peace Prize laureate, best known for its projects in war-torn regions and developing countries facing endemic diseases. It was founded in 1971 in France. God damn them! <laughs> Sounds like an awesome organization, right? Sounds like the best humankind has to offer. And yet our military spent an hour this Saturday bombing its medical center in Kunduz, Afghanistan, killing 22 people. Congratulations, President Obama. You are the first Nobel Peace Prize winner to bomb another Nobel Peace Prize winner. Yeah, that's an elite club, my friend. All right. You don't hear of Malala. You don't hear of Malala beating the living crap out of the international campaign to ban landmines. But Doctors Without Borders also did something else this week. They spoke out against the Trans-Pacific Partnership. I was already in love with you, Doctors Without Borders. Now, now you're just running away with my heart. Right. They said that TPP will raise the price of medicines for millions by unnecessarily extending monopolies. The negative impact of the TPP on public health will be enormous. Basically, TPP will make it harder for Doctors Without Borders to do their job, to help people, to try to clean up the fucking mess that corporatism and U.S. empire has created. And if you make it hard for Doctors Without Borders, then you'll have to rely on nurses tied to tetherball poles, all right? And they suck. They suck. So imagine that. They came out against the TPP, and they get bombed. You know, I know that's older news. I've been wanting to play that. I've had it up for a while, so I wanted to make sure I got to play that. I apologize about the skipping in the, in the beginning. You know how wonderful Facebook videos will play sometimes. But it hit, it hit a lot of main things there, and that is a very elite club. I mean, how many uh, Nobel Peace Prize winners have actually uh, killed another Nobel, Nobel Peace Prize winner? Wow, that's a whole mouthful, isn't it? You know, and we talk about how Obama's uh, bombed people, American citizens with drones, and how has this person got a peace prize from that? I mean, it's it's just one of those things that make you go, hmm, I guess, right? <laughs> the old song. I just, sometimes it just really drives me nuts the way this stuff goes down and, and how we'll sit here and try to, to be the big guy, the ones that... You know, haven't done anything wrong. We're the most important. You know, we are here to protect and make sure everything's okay. But unfortunately, a lot of the times, we're the ones causing most of the damage, most of the destruction, most of the divide. The same thing they use here on us, they're using overseas on, on other countries. Now, I know we've been riding on this forever, and you notice the mainstream really isn't talking about Syria and, and Russia as much. Well, because they're embarrassed. They don't want to show the United States states being embarrassed more. I mean, really, it's 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 ludicrous what's going on over there, and it's time for the U.S. Empire to just step back. It's just time to step back. The F-4 toad, I know that's not the, the, the stream. So, maybe that's what we should do. Is step back, but you know. Then again, what what happens to the military-industrial complex? What happens to those making money off of war and death? Do we want to continue to to allow them to to make that money? Continue to allow them to grow and become almighty and all powerful? 
So I'm refreshing some pages here that finally are going to be live and active for me so I can cover those stories. Ugh, goodness, I hate fighting colds off. And this start, you know, I've been feeling well for like a week and a half, two weeks now. And today, it had to finally just kick in. And it kicked me hard, too. I mean, I, 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 feel, I, I feel halfway decent. I'm worried that tomorrow might be the worst day. But hopefully not, because i got to go to work. I can only take one day off, you know? Saudi Prince avoids felony charges in sex assault case near Beverly Hills. I don't know if you guys remember me covering this a few weeks ago. Los, An- Los Angeles County prosecutors said Monday they will not file charges against a Saudi prince arrested on suspicion of sexual assault at a compound on the edge of Beverly Hills, citing insufficient evidence. I'm not even going to try to read this dude's name. 29 was arrested last month after a female worker accused him of trying to force her to perform a sex act on him inside a Beverly Glen residence he was renting, police said. Police alleged there were multiple victims, and within days of Al Sada's arrest, the three women sued him in civil court. Although prosecutors said there was not enough evidence for felony charges, the case was referred to the L.A. City Attorney's Office, which charged him with a misdemeanor. Officials in that office said they would have to review the case before making any decisions. Al-Sada, Al-Sada, I guess that's how you say it, has said he was innocent, his attorney Alan Jackson said. The allegations against him are false, Jackson said. The decision by the DA's office not to file charges shows that the accuser's story cannot be sustained. The sheik is very happy to put it behind him and move on with his life. Al-Sad has remained in Southern California free on $300,000 bail since his, last, since his arrest in September. A court appearance scheduled for Monday did not occur because he wasn't charged, officials said. You know, they get away with uh, assisting 9-11. Nobody questions that. They, uh, they behead more people than any other terror group or than any terror group in the, na- in the world. We send them millions, if not billions, of dollars a year. They're evil. We, we should stop doing business with them. We don't want to do business with Iran because they're evil. We, don't want to do, we didn't want to do business with Iraq because they're evil. We want to kill ISIS because they're evil and they behead people. Well, why are we doing business with these people? Oh, I know, the beheadings are their death penalty, right? even though a lot of the beheadings are not for something we would put somebody to death for. Get them out of our country. Don't invite them back. Stop giving them money. Why are we giving them money? They're one of the, one of the wealthiest nations. They treat their people like shit. But they're our buddies. We love them. We support them. We should always support them. Excuse me. <coughs> Ugh, it's old man, I'm telling you. I took a bunch of vitamin C. I don't ever really be chloroseptic, but I had to for tonight to be able to, you know, actually talk to you guys. I only whine about being sick most of the night because that's I'm the average guy, and you know, most men whine about being sick when they get sick. But I'm struggling through for you. Hillary wants shooting victims victims to be able to sue gun makers, but doesn't want vaccine victims to do the same to vaccine manufacturers. Which, of course, they, they can't sue vaccine manufacturers uh, because we have the secretive vaccine court. 
So we don't that way we don't know what happens. You know, they end up getting paid sometimes because it's very hard to prove because they won't admit to the truth truth of the vaccines. Another senseless shooting at another institute of learning has once again brought about the same uh, some of the same tired, hapless, and inane recommendations from many of the usual suspects who merely reintroduce, reintroduce bad policies. One of them is a Democratic presidential contender, Hillary Clinton, who, as a member of the party that never seems to regulate enough of our lives, wants to rule, wants new rules to deal with shootings. According to NBC News, which saw an advanced copy of her gun control policy, Clinton wants two things, primarily, primarily a tightening of rules governing the show and Internet sales, a reference to the expansion of background checks that has so far eluded Democrats and the surrogates, and rules that allow victims of gun violence to sue gun makers. The case lawyers, the case lawyers would get in Obama's hometown of Chicago alone would be enough for hundreds of lawyers to make an entire career out of it. First, let's look at the at her claim that tightening gun show rules would make a difference. Gun sales are already subject to FBI's national instant background check systems, as noted by Breitbart. The problem here is the Oregon gunman passed a background check for his gun as did other mass murderers in recent years. One exception is the shooting by two high schoolers at Columbine, but those guns were purchased legally by others. Then again, Clinton wants to use the most recent shooting as an opportunity to change the law so the victims and their families could get into the pockets of the gun makers. Along the lines of allowing families whose loved ones have died in automobile accidents to sue the car maker or for overweight people to sue food companies. The majority isn't with Hillary on this. In fact, as Breitbart News noted, a Duke University research recently concluded that owning an automobile is 80% more dangerous than owning a firearm, as it relates to others' lives. But of course, Clinton has said nothing about giving crash victims the right to sue Ford, Chevy, or Dodge, because heck, that would be ridiculous. Clinton asked, what is wrong with us that we can't stand up to the NRA and the gun lobby and the gun manufacturers they represent? as she pledged to fight for these new controls and laws as president, which she won't be president. Maybe the question should be broadened and applied directly to her. What is wrong with you being unable to stand up against your big dollar donors and do the people's bidding instead? It is, all, it is also important to note that, no doubt using President Obama's pen and phone mobile model, Clinton has prosecuted proposed to unconstitutionally enact her controls via executive actions if Congress won't pass legislation to enact them. That's another thing that's getting out of hand. I know every president done it uh, with executive orders uh, or presidential directives, P- PB- PDDs, presidential decision directives. The, why do we have a government then? What's our point? Why, why do we continue to allow this government to, to be here then? What's the point? How about vaccine? Vaccine violence, Hillary. Vaccine violence. I like that. Vaccine violence. Well, while we're at it, where is Clinton's proposal to allow victims of vaccine damage to take Big Farm to court? In recent days, Clinton has pledged to take on Big Farm over pricing for some medication. But the reality is she is co-opted and wholly obedient to Big Pharma, along with pet petrochemical corporations and banksters who have financed her through the Clinton Family Foundation and by direct donations. According to, according to the, Clinton, the Center for Res- 
Responsible Politics, which tracks political donations at all campaign levels. Clinton's campaign has raised more than $47 million as of June 30th. 83% of this came from large individual donors. Do you think... Uh, do you think if uh, you believe your child was damaged by vaccines, do you, do you think you should be allowed to sue the vaccine manufacturer for that? Do you think that's a, a fair thing? Do you think you should sue the gun maker? Is that, is that something you think is fair? Now, the gun maker didn't pull the trigger, although the vaccine maker may know that what they're giving could kill and harm people. Well, I guess giving a gun could kill and harm people. So do we go to cars now? Do we go to knives? Well, where do we stop? Knife makers get sued. Is that what we should do? I don't know. I, I, I don't have the answers, guys. I just bring you the information and tell you my opinion on it. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. <sighs> Unreal. Sometimes this stuff just really gets gets to you a little bit you know you want to you want to think we're getting ahead because i really deep inside deep deep down inside i really do believe that uh that we can do this that it can that it can change that we can make it better i see people more and more questioning things you know going to the internet and watching people favoriting posts of mine retweeting tweets of mine people that would not normally do those things are doing it I hear a difference you know I, I went back to working with Shannon Burke those of you new to my show I used to do a segment called Conspiracy Corner with uh, Shannon Burke when he was back on Radio I.O. and we was on Terrestrial for a while in Tampa and I, I had to take a step back from his show because his listeners are kind of rough I started doing a segment again with him today and even today we were talking about the uh the uh, what's that thing called? The uh, home. Uh, no, I didn't want. I hate when I do that. The homes. The home. Uh, there it is. Homan. The Homan Square in Chicago. We talked about that. And and he took the side against law enforcement, which is very rare for Mister Burke. So I see more people questioning things a little heavier. But does that mean they're going to actually try to make change? of those things are they really going to try to make a difference are they going to stand up against the corruption and the evil that's all I want to know will they stand up to the corruption and evil the whole secretive nature of Holman Square makes it one of the worst experiences I've ever had to deal with I can only imagine what's going through defendants' heads when they're arrested and taken there. Many times, when you go to Home and Square, you're told they're not the people aren't there. Oh no, we don't have anyone. And the person who's charged with the crime sitting back there thinking, "What the hell? Where's my family? I know they got a lawyer for me. Where's my lawyer?" They don't realize that we're outside banging on the door trying to get in, but they're not letting us in. Square doesn't have a front door. Holman Square is nothing but a gigantic converted warehouse with 
inconspicuous doors all over and no front place to even enter. There's no driveway, there's no parking lot, there's nothing. Operating a massive red brick warehouse between two of the most crime-filled areas in the city of Chicago, equipped with floodlights, cameras, razor wire, this near paramilitary wing of the government that we've created, I would say that people live close to it, know what purpose it serves the most, the demographics that surround it speak for themselves. They kept me outside for about an hour. It was actually longer than an hour. Someone finally came down to get me, and then when I walked up there, there was two prosecutors talking to my client. And when I walked in, they literally looked at me and walked out the other way. When I saw him, I said, hey, that's my client. You know, he's got a lawyer. I've been out downstairs for an hour and a half waiting to get up. He doesn't want to speak to you guys. They said when they were walking out, he already made a statement. It's very important for people charged with crimes or recently arrested to have a lawyer present because if they don't, a lot of times they're going to confess to crimes they didn't commit. Police have told them you, you can't get a lawyer, you're not entitled to a lawyer, and they believe it. I think that Holman Square is different than every other police installation in the city, and I think it's a bit disingenuous to somehow say that there is business as usual going on there because the business going on there is like nothing else in the city. You know, I think other lawyers are afraid to talk about Holman Square. They're afraid that the police might retaliate against them. If anything, they should be trying to put a stop to this so we don't go through this anymore. If this could happen to someone, it could happen to anyone. Look at my crayon. Hold on. What am I supposed to say? What am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> What's your name again? Sean Ryan. Fortoed and Lexi. Have I mentioned Fortoed? Sure. Oh. Poor Dave. Dave. <laughs> Hey, it's always great to be on the first 52 with Sean Raz for Toad and Lexi. You know, I don't, that's how like shit. What am I, give me a script here. Come on, I can't do this. You're putting me on, under pressure. Bob, don't worry about it here. And, uh, Dr. Bob. It's Dr. Bob, yeah. It's Dr. Bob Tuscan. It's Bob Tuscan, and you're listening to the first 52 on Raz Radio with my buddies Sean Raz and Lexi Raz and that guy for Toad. About the best firebomb is napalm. It has thick consistency like jam and is best for use on vehicles or buildings. Napalm is simply a part gasoline demand. So this same three local choice is a universal single. Then nickel and diamond. You a commercial jingles. I'm like this cringle because I bring you gifts with it. Swift with it. Plus I'm known to uplift with it. The spit your critics out of my mouth after I shoot them up. I'll be the most courteous. Yes and rude as fuck. At the same time, you never seen the simultaneous. It's spontaneous when I'm bringing this, smacking these rappers, they just ain't up the bar. I make them want to run for a gun that's in their car, or throw a bottle, yes, and get real hostile. I pull out my Rambo knife and cut your juggler. Oh, you a dope MC? Then I'ma smuggle ya. Stuff you in your girl's pussy, then say, hey, baby, suckers want to talk horror, but they life ain't that way, they just write that way, like Wes Craven. I'm Freddy Krueger with a beam. It ain't quite fair how I invade nightmares with bright flares. Wake you up with a Mickey Mouse alarm clock. Go blow when the bombs drop. When the bombs drop on your house, are you going later on the couch? Saturday, watching cartoons until 2, looking for Mr. Magoo. I said before the bomb drops on your house, I hope you open up your mouth and tell your kids to seek shelter in the basement. Nuclear winter is coming, I can taste it. When the bombs drop, 
I get to talk to you and tell you all types of shit that you ought to do and even impose restrictions on you even more than before I'm sitting on you with the law haku that's my motive Lord what a beautiful plan you can't grow it your fellas harmful as a pistachio I'd rather give little kids alcohol and tobacco let them smoke till their lungs are black get them drunk make them want to scrap and bust let them smoke till their lungs collapse get them drunk make them want to scrap you demon I just apply the demand if they want to come and lock me up give me a public trial man make it a referendum and I guarantee the people will rule in my favor that's called a democracy page you just a smiley face slave sit down and behave clowns and suits I just can't wait to get to touch them similar to an intercontinental ballistic missile button when the bombs drop on your house You gon' lay there on the couch Saturday watching cartoons until two Looking for Mr. Magoo I said before the bomb drops on your house I hope you open up your mouth And tell your kids to seek shelter in the basement Nuclear winter is coming, I can taste it When the bomb drop, 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 drop What's up, Reds Radio fam? It's your man, Wayne in Baltimore, and I'm doing my thing live on Saturdays from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time when I bring you the chocolate drop on RazRadioLive.com. Join us as we play music, talk sports, politics, and whatever's going on in the news. And um, chances are you might learn something. Chances are you won't. So join me and Joe from Maine on Saturdays from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on RazRadioLive.com. Oh, and by the way, no devil music. Hello everybody, this is Lawrence Ross from the LRWS on RazRadioLive.com. Currently out in California, Blind James from RadioIO.com is in desperate need of a brand new kidney. Save a person's life. On behalf of everybody on the network, I encourage you to please go to GoFundMe.com forward slash XE6PJ38. Click on that link and donate money to save a person's life. Donate as much as you can. I think we should all donate. Every contribution helps. Well, I appreciate all of Raz Radio Live's help and our I.O. fam. Please give so we can give James a brand new lease on life. We must escape from the madness of crowds now gathering. The good news is the reversal is achievable through peaceful and intellectual means. And fortunately, the number of those who care are growing exponentially. Of course, it could all be a bad dream, a nightmare. And that I'm seriously mistaken, overreacting, and that my worries are unfounded. I hope so, but just in case, we ought to prepare ourselves for revolutionary changes in the not-too-distant future. Seems there's a sickness running through the land. People see the word they have through the eyes of another man. We try to please them, but I don't think we can. We watch our freedoms crumble when the choice becomes demand. Really? 
religion is holding I'm broken, confused by political games So lost in the painted boxes Frustration turns to rage I can't believe that they're telling me That we ain't got no cure for this The doctors are panicking Cause their pills are laced with lies It's bullshit The people are rioting When few control the money with none of revolutions in order Go buy a shotgun Revolution I can't believe that they're telling me that we ain't got no cure for this The doctors are panicking their pills are laced with lies It's bullshit The people are rioting When few control the money Leaving most with none A revolution's in order Go buy a shotgun Revolution A revolution Sometimes you gotta bleed to know That you're alive and have a soul But it takes someone to come around But it takes someone to come around Sometimes you gotta bleed to know That you're alive Welcome back to the first 52 on RazRadioLive.com But it takes someone to come around I hope you got what I left you with there I hope you really I hope you really think about it. It is October 20th, 6.42 p.m. RazRadioLive.com. The first 52 here for you. So I want to touch on some of the things that I really couldn't get to there because they uh, weren't available for me at the time. But now they're available, so we'll be able to talk about them and really get into it. I like this mix uh, of 21 Pilots. I never heard this one before. Very nice, very nice mix. I, I like that band. Their music is interesting. Let them go down to the wayside there. So, Florida cop murders pet dog three fi- three feet from terrified home homeowner in incident caught on video. These uh these uh videos of of law enforcement shooting dogs uh, sometimes they're they're just always disturbing, but sometimes they're you know not overly disturbing this one um it just happened today it happened this morning at seven fourteen this morning uh let's go let me read the story for you and this one's really hard to watch uh this video um grant stern from pia photography is not a crime wrote the story uh, apparently this is a a friend of his that this happened to uh and it, it bothered him he even in his post said that it it brought tears to his eyes watching uh, this video. And it is a very hard one to watch. A South Florida cop shot a family dog three times in the head early this morning for absolutely no reason, just three feet from the shocked homeowner who had no need for police assistance. The shooting was captured on the family surveillance camera. Gillian Palacio, I hope I'm saying that right, was preparing to take her son to school. 
placing items in her car in the driveway of her single-family home. Like many folks, she left the, do- the car door open to load items to take another dog to the vet, the vet's office with her 8-year-old son. <laughs> Leaving her car door open, just law, just, I'm sorry, Leaving her car door open cost the life of her family pet, Duchess. A, current, a currently unknown Florida City police officer drove by and noticed the car door was open shortly before 8.15 a.m. The officer went to the Palacino's home thinking that he would let the homeowner know the door was open. But when he got there, it all went wrong after he knocked on the door. The officer knocked and took a few steps back. Then Palacio opened the door to the crack knowing her dog was at the front door. Her 18-year-old daughter, Sage, was standing behind her at this point, wondering what had made the family pet start barking. The home has a kennel grate in front of the door with animal food dishes. The dog nudged the door further open, but according to Palacio, wasn't agitated by the activity, just curious as most dogs are when visitors approach. Uh, according to Palacino, and confirmed by video as soon as the officer spotted the dog, he placed his hand on his service weapon. Within a matter of seconds, the dog used its nose to fully open the door, and the police officer fired three shots from his gun into the animal's head while retreating, killing the 40-pound mixed-breed family pet. Giliano Palacio was only three feet away when the entire incident began. So was her daughter, Sage. And the son was watching the entire incident through a nearby window. Luckily, neither was injured in the attack. Uh, Palacino can clearly be seen in frame opening her door less than 20 feet from the Florida cop as he fired his last round. I was about to go running out there to get her. I'm lucky that I wasn't the one shot. You know, I leave my doors open all the time, and I live in an apartment complex, and if I'm loading up my car, I'll leave the door open. And it might even be open. The trunk might be open for half hour sometimes. This guy walked up to the door, knocked on the door, stepped back a moment. When she peeked the door open, which means he heard the dog barking, he stepped closer and then put his hand on the service weapon. And as soon as the dog kind of got his head out and wanted to see what was going on, he began to retreat. Well, what's the dog going to do? It's going to follow you. You're on his property, you're at his front door, he's going to see what you're up to. As Shannon Burke said today, if you're afraid of dogs, you should not be a cop. You know, the owner was right there. It's not like it's not like this dog was just, you know, flagrantly running around the street and attacking people. All right, you know, there's always a time I can accept it. There's always a time it's 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 acceptable. But at this situation, you 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 put yourself in that spot. Again, law enforcement puts themselves in spots all the time, and then yeah, what they do after that isn't really of no consequence. It doesn't really matter. You know, it's that they were for fear for their life, even though you put yourself in fear for your life. Leave us alone. Don't walk up to my house and knock on my door if you see my car door open. Right? Leave me alone. I'll call you if I need you. I'll call you if I need you. Yeah, if you want to watch that video, it's at Photography is Not a Crime. It's also on my face, uh, my Facebook and Twitter pages. Sean Raz Patello is the Facebook, at Sean Raz. If you want to follow me on Twitter, that's where I really do most of my stuff. Should we stay on cops for a little bit, you think? I don't know. Let's, uh, let's talk about this one, because I, I always find this lovely when we actually see a bad cop get in trouble. 
it's in that there's victims for these bad cops to finally get in trouble. And this this one here is going to be a lot more in the long run. I have a, a, a really interesting feeling. Missouri cop who lured 60 straight men to his home for fellatio through a door pleaded, pleads guilty. A Missouri cop with an oil fixation for penis was able to convince 60 straight men to come to his home for fellatio after, t- after placing an ad on Craigslist. Chesterfield police officer David Cerna would pose as a woman online, sending men a photo of a woman telling them that she wanted to perform oral sex on them. The men would get aroused and make arrangements to meet the woman at her home, only to show up and learn that the woman was shy and didn't want to show her face. So the men would stick their penis through a hole in the door as, as Cerna kneeled on the other side, performing oral sex on them. Sixty men in 18 months fell for the ruse. The Missouri cop would video record the sex acts and post them online on a gay porn site he had. This is a cop. Keep in mind. But they're all good, right? They're all good. And he would also arrest boys and transport them to the police station where he would take them in a back room and frisk them thoroughly by fondling their genitals, then exposing the genitals so they would be recorded by a secret camera. And if that did not keep him busy enough, CERN set up a video camera in the bathroom of a local gas station to provide material for his website. I'd like to remind you, this is a cop, an active cop at the time. And that is what led to his arrest after a local television reporter began investigating a secret camera found in the mobile on the run. The reporter, Chris Hayes, from Fox 2 News, then informed police about the camera, who began investigating, tracking it to their fellow officer. CERN, who had been on the force for six years, was arrested and fired. And though the investigation, oh, and through the investigation, police found videos of the minors as well as of the men who fell for his fellatio through the door ploy. It's called a glory hole, guys. Grant, it's called a glory hole. Just call it what it is. And he is now facing a, lit- a litany of charges, including invasion of privacy charges related to the videos from the Craigslist hookups to sexual exploitation of a minor stemming from the boys. <coughs> Excuse me. The boys he recently recorded while following their genitals. He pleaded guilty on Monday to invasion of privacy charges. He has yet to attend trial for the sexual expo- <coughs> exploitation charges. Excuse me. Told you this cold's getting me. It's getting worse as I'm moving along here. I'll make it the next hour. Don't worry. We got to get to got to get to the beginning of dangerous conversation with Scott Ledger at eight o'clock. Come on. Ugh, I might have to go blow my nose in a moment though. All right, I silenced it and took a big sucking up. That didn't sound very good after that last story, did it? Well, at least it wasn't through a door glory hole. McDonald's franchise franchisees say the brand is in a deep depression and facing its final days. Let the party begin. Woo! Yeah! The party, 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 party. See ya, McDonald's. McDonald's, see ya. McDonald's franchise believe the brand is in a deep depression and could be facing its final days, according to a new survey. We are in the throes of a deep depression and nothing is changing, one franchise, franchisee wrote in a response to a sur- survey by Nomura analyst Mark Kalawinski. 
probably 30% of operators are insolvent. Another wrote, CEO, the CEO is, is sowing the seeds of our demise. We are a quick-serve fast food restaurant, not a fast casual like Five Guys or Chipotle. The system may be facing its final days. More than a dozen franchisees expressed frustration with McDonald's management, saying that CEO Steve Easterbrook turned a turnaround plan, which includes initiatives like all-day breakfast and a shift to digital ordering kiosks, is a dis- distraction from the core issue of McDonald's, like food quality and customer service. No shit. The lack of consistent leadership from Oakbrook is frightening. We continue to jump from one failed initiative to another, one franchisee wrote. A second wrote, I have been in the business since the early 70s, but have not seen us this leaderless in all my, lo- in all my time. The company's reaction to their frustration, one franchisee, franchisee claimed, is for operators to get out of the system and quit the business. This is... Music to my ears. I, I mean, I can't even tell you the last time I ate McDonald's, to be honest. It's been a long, long time since I had McDonald's. Long time. I, I'd say it has to be at least four, at least four years, if, if not more. Because I had to have it one day, and uh, I got about two bites into the burger. Put that down. I finished the fries. The fries are, you know, McDonald's fries or McDonald's fries. How can you not like McDonald's fries? And that was that. That was the last time. And I don't intend on doing it again I really just don't I don't enjoy McDonald's I don't think it's good for you it's it's just nasty I don't enjoy it so I hope everybody out there stays away from McDonald's we talked about that yes we did it's really not worth it it's just going to harm you it's just going to make you si- <clears throat> just going to make you sick <laughs> Yeah, I wish, Greg. That's what I wish it was, brother. Uh, you know, I've been, I've had this uh, odd-looking gentleman pulled up here, and I finally got to listen to to what he was saying. And it's interesting when when you you realize that people like this have a better grip on what's going on, and, and some people are saying this is going to be me in in uh, thirty years, sitting there all crazy looking, ranting about the government and being right, unfortunately. That's the problem. Is that he's right. You can't argue with somebody who's right. I'm trying to load it now. Internet. You gotta love the internet. I reset everything before I right before I started the show. Even the modem I reset. Which I never do that. Although I do have eight million tabs up and I get yelled at by by people all the time for that. Here it comes. Here it comes. Don't 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 go anywhere. It's coming. Crazy old guy with that makes more sense than most of the uh, news people we hear and see. Come on, old guy. Load. Come on. You can do it. You can do it. You can do it. Here we go. Coming, coming, coming. You gotta click for sound. Why do I have to click for sound? You understand politics. You think you understand political party. You're all the crap. You don't know what the Illuminati is. You're Republican or you're Democrat. You're wrong. Why? It's this easy. It's called divided carpet. That's why there's two parties and only two. And they're controlled by the same people at the very top who belong to the Council of Foreign Relations, the Bilderberger Group. They also belong to the Trilateral Commission. And you people don't even know what the hell that is. But if you did know, you would know that these are the people that control your world by making global policies that you never vote on and by which parties both serve and belong. 
these organizations and control your world. Now, here's how it works. Really easy. Divide and conquer can only work if the people that are divided are not aware of the falsely created division. If you're not aware of it, then it works. If you know about it, then it don't work no more. If you have socialism without capitalism, it becomes communism. If you have capitalism without socialism, it becomes fascism. And it's just that easy. I love you. That's all you need to know. That's why Masonic symbols are all over your freaking money. But you don't pay any attention. Ridiculous. This guy's got... I would love to meet this guy. He is, uh, he's an interesting-looking char- character. If you haven't seen the video, uh, yeah, he's definitely an interesting-looking character. But uh, is, is, he's not wrong. I mean, he pretty much hits the nail on the head there, if you ask me. My opinion. My personal opinion. That's my, uh, that's my feeling. Oh, there we go. Sean, poor Pinak was attacked by Apache causing a web version of Little Bighorn, but we got get Apache working and site is up. Yeah, if you guys are uh, followers of Photography is Not a Crime, they are back up and running as we've already discovered. <laughs> yeah, Kevin Harris says uh, that'll be three years, not 30 years when that's me. You know what, Kevin? You might be right, dude. I guess if I if I didn't have a wife, maybe I could see that. But I have a wife, so she's gonna she's gonna keep me in line a little bit longer than that, I'm sure. <sighs> U.S. allies responsible for serious destruction. Ex-intelligent lingu- linguistic. That's what he says, and you'll never guess who this linguistic linguist linguist is. You've heard him here before. Yes, our good friend Scott Rickard. Press TV. Uh, at him on the other day where they discussed what was going on in Syria and who is really responsible for what we see in Syria. I mean, him and I have discussed that. We talked about it last week. Let's see what he said on Press TV. I told you I was going to be heavy on audio tonight. Uh, John Kerry saying now that they want to avoid the complete and total destruction of Syria is absolutely absurd and hypocritical. You know, here you have, for the last four to five years, U.S., Turkey, Israel, uh, Saudi Arabia, Qatar, and other European Union NATO allies and other Gulf state allies uh, in the region have been absolutely decimating Syria. Uh, Syria is now uh, nearly three-quarters of the country has been destroyed. Uh, Over half the population has been displaced uh, outside of Syria, and, uh, and you're looking at a terrible situation uh, where the country is uh, on the brink of destruction, and to say that uh, a military uh, solution is not uh, um, going to work, you know, clearly uh, the West and their allies have been uh, conducting a proxy war uh, with mercenaries uh, for that uh, for the five-year period. So, obviously, uh, you know, this is a, a statement from. Uh, a, a U.S. State Department individual who's being absolutely, uh, um, uh, unbelievably uh, dishonest uh, with uh, the, the people uh, in the diplomatic corps, as well as the uh, individuals uh, in the uh, the media environment. So once again, we see uh, the Americans uh, uh, basically talking out the side of their mouth, uh, uh, spewing lies uh, left and right. 
when in fact uh, the major contribution, in fact, uh, uh, 100%, uh, at least 98% of the contribution to the uh, destruction uh, of Syria is in the hands of uh, the West and their allies. So I'm, I'm, I'm very uh, upset that uh, my government is, uh, you know, obviously uh, the U.S. government is obviously not conducting itself in a ethical uh, way, and it certainly is uh, creating, uh, you know, a, a terrible atrocity, not only in Syria, but in other countries where they're operating with the same uh, horrific foreign policy. When does the U.S. government ever act in an ethical way anymore? When was the last time you really saw ethics out of this government, that they actually did the right thing? You know, as I said, and as we've been talking about week after week, we caused 90% of the problems, as Scott said that, I believe, also. We caused 90% of the problems that's going on over there. And it begins in the, in the 40s, when we, we started effing with Iran. This, this is not a new plan. Should I play the seven countries in seven years video again? Do we need to hear that again to remind us that this is not something that wasn't prepared for? That they didn't want to see happen? That they didn't want to happen? I mean, it just... It's something that we have to really start paying attention to, folks. We can't allow our country to be this, this evil in the world. They just can't. We, we, we can't allow it anymore. We do too many things purposefully to cause problems for other countries and our own country. <laughs> You're funny, Greg. <laughs> uh, we're going back to Greg Knight. Uh, he'll be joining me in a couple weeks, hopefully. We'll get him on board. We'll get to learn about him and, and uh, what his story is. Because that's, you know, when I do an interview with a, a guest for the first time, that's the way I like to do it. I like to get to know them. I want them to, to feel comfortable talking with me. Uh, if, you, if you go back and listen to my first interview with Jack Blood or or any of my views that you can find on the archive on RazRadioLive.com under show archives. I've got all my stuff loaded. I'm missing, I will be honest, I'm missing about a year uh, because we got hacked and we had a reset and I never reloaded about a year's worth of shows. So that's like 50 shows or so they're missing maybe. It's from May to May. Excuse me. And, uh, but but that's, that's what I do in my first interviews with people. I want to know who they are, why they do this, how they do it, uh, what what drove them to want to do it? There's always a reason, right? Always a reason. I'm going to take a real quick break here, guys. I promise it won't be long. It'll give me a little promo and a song. And I'll be back with you. Uh, I need to go to the bathroom, get my nose cleared out a little bit. Quick, quick break. i got to be off at specific times tonight because at 8 o'clock, Scott Ledger joins us with Dangerous Conversation here on Raz Radio Live. I'm extremely excited about having him on board, on board, and I'm excited about having him back on the airwaves. You know, we missed the guy. He's a good guy. You're listening to the first 52 on RazRadioLive.com. See you in a few. You're listening to the first 52 on RazRadioLive.com. It's actually the, the very definition of terrorism. They're trying to kill people for a political agenda just you know a nicety so uh yeah just keep in mind guys that the news agencies are not there to tell you the truth they're there to tell you what they're told to tell you you still stuck to the american dollar and you still stuck to american laws 
I still want to have the freedom to go where I want to go if I need to go. Uh, I think that's the most important thing in my mind, at least. And this goes along. Hey, if this is going to be another cum, cum trail. I've got lesbians and he's got cum trail. <laughs> okay, why don't you just move along? Animals get in the way when you're doing a radio what show. What I think is gonna, they're going to have to redirect the American's mindset. <laughs> that would have been even more fun. Yeah, that would have been a lot of fun. <laughs> I, I want you all to keep your eyes open and your ears open on what's going on. It's the first 52. I just wanted to take the time. Take the time. Write this to you myself because I think you get a bum rap. I know you 
only follow us to make sure that we safe. I saw nine of y'all against one, beating the brainless. That 65-year-old woman must have really been dangerous. Cleaning up the streets is your top priority. You qualify for this. Why would we question your authority? You only working hard following training. Why the hell are the Mexicans and blacks complaining? You gotta be the closest thing I've seen to perfect. And everybody that you locked up, they had to deserve it, yeah. Dear Mr. Policeman, why is everybody tripping? I just don't understand. I know you out here in the streets doing the best that you can. If I could meet you face to face, I would shake your hand. Dear Mr. Policeman, why is everybody tripping? I just don't understand. I know you out here in the streets doing the best that you can. If I could meet you face to face, I would shake your hand. All right, guys, welcome back to the first 52 on RazRadioLive.com. Hope you got a little break on. You know you got to do that every once in a while. You got to get a break. You got to just get things played out and get things moving. So the next little bit, we've got some more stuff we're going to cover. I want to talk about uh, some, some admissions that have come out recently that uh, were kind of crazy. You got to wonder when they start admitting things, things start to sneak out on them. Uh, what, what are they thinking? I don't know. Sometimes you just wonder what they're thinking. My phone lines are always open. I always take phone calls if I notice the ringing. And I, I this is probably one of my favorite phone calls. I'll love to be taking this one tonight. How you doing, Buzzard? I'm doing good. And sometimes I wonder what you're thinking. Oh, what are you talking about tonight, Buzz? Well, what am I talking about tonight? Earlier today, I was bored, slipping through the channels, like, uh, Radio on replay of you, and I couldn't believe what I heard you say. Now, you know, Sean, I agree with a lot of what you say, and a lot of I really don't agree whatsoever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What I'm talking about is you said you thought it was okay for Iran to have nukes. You agree with this nuclear deal with Iran? I believe that I believe that any country that is surrounded by nuclear weapons has the right to have nuclear weapons if they want to develop them. That's uh, you know that we have them. Why shouldn't they have them? Okay, uh, let me explain now. We have them. I do not agree with nuclear weapons whatsoever. I really don't. I don't agree with nuclear power plants. To be honest with you. Well, I can't argue that. But but we have them. Okay, the reason. We have them. They say it's for a deterrent. Are we ever going to drop one again? I have no idea. I hope not. But you say Iran should, should be able to have them too. Well, wouldn't that be a deterrent and for them? For wouldn't that be a deterrent for them? Than oh, for people not to attack them? Then nobody's wanting to drop a bomb on a on a, well, a nuclear bomb on Iran. I don't know. I can tell you a lot of Americans that would love to drop a nuclear bomb on Iran. So you that's really can't. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking to government. <laughs> well, and, and Buzzy, I want to. You say it's a, it's a deterrent for for the U.S. to have nuclear weapons. Uh, who was the first country that had nuclear weapons? Well, we was, of course. So, yeah. so it's a deterrent for and every other country to have it. <laughs> no, you, you don't. What I'm give you? Let me finish, Sean. This this is where I, I get mad at you. Start yelling. I don't want to yell tonight. All right, go ahead. I'll, I'll let you finish. You. I'm waiting to yell at my radio when uh, Scotty Boy comes up. <laughs> Go ahead. But anyway, 
<laughs> but anyway, uh, that I lost my train of thought. Oh, the reason I don't have to have you, you say, oh, I need that replatter, that uh, we put it on power and all that, but the Iranian people don't, you don't have a problem with us. They like us. Right, exactly. Except the ones who put in power. Right, exactly. Yeah. Hey, who, do you, who, who do you think has the power if, if they got the bomb? Who, who do you think has the power of that bomb? It ain't the ones that like it. Well, it's the one the day the, let me finish up, please. Go ahead. The day they, they signed the agreement or treaty, whatever you want to call it, they was out there yelling, death to America, death to Israel, and burning the American flag the very same day. For God's sake, they do not like us, the ones in power. Well, see, Buzzy, no, they should not have Buzzy, that's where that's where the Fox News, and I know I'm not just saying Fox News, but that's where the mainstream media perpetuates the ugly and evil. Because I could pull up a video showing you them wandering the streets, showing peace signals, praising it, all happy that their that their sanctions are going to be lifted and that they'll be able to just live a normal life like they were 60 years ago before we decided to to put our Shaw in Hello. power. Hello, I'm here. You there? Do we lose? Do we lose? That's the one power. What's that? Uh, I'm about what, what's going on, my damn phone? <laughs> I think Buzzy got hit. I think Buzzy got picked up by NSA. Yeah, sons of bitches, NSA, FBI, hell, all them sons of bitches. But anyway, that's the ones in power. The ones they're the ones raising all the hell with everybody. It ain't your average citizen. I, I agree with you. Your average citizens do like us. They do like the Western ways. Yeah. There's some crazy, crazy uh, ones in power. Well, and Buzzy, you could, you could turn that, that exact same thing you just said, you could turn that around to how they look at the Americans and the American government. Yeah, exactly. They're the crazy yeah. ones in power. Yes, and I agree. I've, I've told you how many times, Sean, that I cannot stand my government. I cannot. I love my country, but my government is the corrupt as any other government. Right. So maybe instead of worrying about Iran and Syria and Russia, what they're doing, and, and, and uh, Israel and Palestine, instead of worrying about all that, maybe we as Americans, maybe we as an American government should focus more on the issues we have at home, like cops shooting people regularly, like the homeless people. I agree. Like, I agree. That's, why, I agree. That's why we need to get rid of the people in power. And maybe put somebody in there, which is going to be hard to find. There are a few good uh, people out there yet that could run this government. Well, I do believe that. As I've said many a times, I think the only way to correct this right now at the level that we're out at, that we're at is to temporarily dissolve the, the federal government, give the states the power to regulate everything within the states. Obviously, the, the Constitution remains in effect. Um, trade deals and things like that would be gone, so it, it, there might be some issues with that. Uh, but I, I and then rebuild the federal government uh, back to the way it should be. That's my solution. That that's the only way I can see to solve the problem. Yeah, yeah. It, with uh, Donald Trump, please. Oh God, please. Yeah, we need, last thing <laughs> we need that is that fool. <laughs> I know that get you. And, and don't forget, <laughs> Buzzy. I still stand. I still stand that right now Trump might be twenty. Percent on the polls. I'm telling you, it's going to be Bush. Bush is going to win this election. No, Bush is going downhill bad. Yeah, you wait. He's right bad. I don't believe really in the deal yet. We, we got, got a year. another good year. We got a whole year to go. You know, so. Uh, but you also have uh, oh, I forget his damn name. The next one, uh, the doctor. Uh, a lot of people like him. A lot of people uh, like Car- him. Uh, Carlson. 
Carson. Yeah. And then there's the, the senator, uh, don't brand it again. I do that a lot at my age. Uh, what's his name? You know who I'm talking about. Uh, uh, Cruz, not, not Cruz. Cruz. Yes, no, Cruz. He's a fucking idiot, Ted too. Cruz. I like that. I like that guy. I do. Have you seen, it, it's long, so I'm not going to be able to play it here, and a lot of it's visual, but I, I'm pulling it up so I can reference it to you. Go to, uh, just just Google bad lip reading. And if you haven't seen this video, it's about five minutes long. It's the, Repu- okay. it's the Republican debate highlights. And what they do is they voice over uh, what they're reading, or what they're saying, and it's it's... It's funny as hell. Uh, let me let me do two minutes of it or a minute and a half of it real fast. Let everybody get an idea what it sounds like because it, it's it's hilarious. Just sit tight, Buzzy. It's coming here. Okay. Damn slow computer. Okay. First Republican debate, 2015. Governor Mike Huckabee, how was your summer? It was dope. Like your pretty gelled head. Oh, thank you. I'm getting it perm. Hey, all you freaks are bozos, but who's this Mindy? Oh, an old friend, actually. She's great. Hey, you have to be joking. She pooped on the treadmill. She pooped on the treadmill. Oh, yeah, that's her. Governor Christie, when you were younger, what was your favorite childhood snack? Uh, I wanted, you know, I just wanted regular potatoes. But guess what? So did other I hate the internet sometimes. I wanted the most. I'm like, you just froze a baby. You just froze a baby. I want it the you most. Just froze a baby. Genital warts. All right, it's skipping, so I don't, I'm not going to keep going with it. But I really, if you haven't seen this yet, you guys should really check it out because it's it's funny as hell. It really, I, I haven't seen one yet for the Democratic debate, so I'm looking forward to seeing well, that one. Push me the name of that uh, after you get done with the show or whatever, because I don't forgot it already. <laughs> All right, yeah, I'll, I want to see it. I'll tweet it out. Let me say something about the reason I like Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz is one of the few senators that does fight the system from within. He does. About wait here, he, here. He argues back and forth. Now, do I agree with everything he says? No, but overall, yes. Well, you know, I, 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 and honestly, Buzzy, I can't really debate with you about this because, to be 100% honest with you, I haven't watched one debate. Uh, I don't, I, I, I plan on voting for the important things that I have to see, uh, the things that are, that are within my state. And depending upon, depending upon who's on the ballot, I may place a presidential vote. I may write in a presidential vote. Um, but I'm not, I'm, what's that? Vote for Buzzy. Vote for Buzzy. Yeah, there you go. We'll all vote for Buzzy. All right, Buzzy, I want to cover on this uh, XCIA one. So anything else before I cut you loose? No, I just, I just wanted to get my two cents worth it. I ain't did it for a while. So, and I actually didn't yell at you, did I? No, you didn't yell at all. And you know what? I think I have some change for you for that two cents. So hold on a second. I got it. <laughs> all right, Buzzy, we'll talk to you later, brother. All right. Bye, Buzzard. See you later. Peace out. Buzzard Bob, you know, you got to love Buzzy. I like messing with him. He's... We have a lot of fun when we go back and forth, and I, I hope he. I'm gonna give him a second here to reconnect to the stream so he can hear this because it just come up, and I, I, I'm gonna have to play this part of it. This is the uh, Senator Cruz part of the rip, the rip leading, the uh, the lip reading. to me, uh, Senator Cruz. You shouldn't say the S word. What? Well, we could just go out and collect a dead swan, and then I. Well, I will drink a sorority's goldfish. <laughs> There's your Ted Cruz for you, Buzzy. All right, so <clears throat> i got to get this to stop first. 
<clears throat> time is it? Uh, 19. Don't forget, 8 o'clock, we got uh, Scott Ledger, Dangerous Conversation. Uh, first show on RazRadioLive.com. You can find it on the tune-in, but if you're listening, you already know that. So if you're moving around, you can always find it on the tune-in. <laughs> i got to keep that out the buzzy a little bit later. Uh, so, <clears throat> this is spinning, spinning, spinning. Got to love the spinning. Uh, I'm going to set this up with just a old video reel. His rendezvous with Grim Destiny begins a little after noontime as his plane lands in Dallas. Earlier, he had received a tumultuous reception in Fort Worth. And now, more thousands are waiting to greet him in downtown Dallas. But death is less than one short hour away. At 125, the motorcade moves into the downtown area. Death is six minutes away. In a warehouse, a sniper with a rifle poised waits. The cheers of the crowd almost muffle the three shots. The assassin's aim is deadly. The area is a swarm of police, rangers, and secret service men. The murderer slips the net, but a few blocks away, a man is captured after he is reported to have killed a policeman. That man is a 24-year-old pro-Castro Texan who once sought Soviet citizenship. He is charged with murder. Meanwhile, the president had been rushed to a nearby hospital where life lingered as a waiting world prayed. A half hour later, he was dead. His life crushed like his wife's abandoned bouquet. So why do I play that, you might ask yourself. Well, it's not, you know, it's not November yet. Well, you know, he hasn't, we're not ready to celebrate the assassination of JFK or remember the assassination of JFK yet. Almost time. But why do I play that? Former CIA director was part of a benign cover-up to withhold information from investigators about JFK's assassination. A former CIA director withheld information about President John F. Kennedy's assassination, according to declassified agency reports. The CIA reports, which were declassified last fall, claimed that then-agency head John McCone and other top officials were part of a benign cover-up surrounding the assassination of Kennedy in November 63. Uh, Bush? Bush? The report's author, CIA historian David Rabedge, claims McCone withheld information to keep the Warren Commission focused on what the agency believed to be the best truth, in quotations, that Lee Harvey Oswald, for as yet undetermined motives, had acted alone, according to Politico. McCone and others were uh, complacent in keeping incendiary information from the Warren Commission, a group established in the days after Kennedy's assassination by President Lyndon Baines Johnson, the man who helped orchestrate the assassination of JFK, <clears throat> the investigations, the investigators were officially known at the President's Commission as the assassination, on the assassination of President Kennedy. <laughs> McCone, who was appointed by Kennedy, died in 91. His testimony in front of the commission includes Chief Justice Earl Warren, including Chief Justice Earl Warren, was considered vital in finding out what led to Kennedy's death. The former CIA head concluded in his assessment that Oswald, a former Marine, was a lone gunman who acted on his own. The Warren Commission's final report, after a year-long investigation that included testimony from hundreds of other witnesses, was consistent with McCone's assessment. 
The commission also reviewed FBI and Secret Service reports, visited the scene in Dallas, and analyzed Oswald's records as part of their investigation. The 888-page report found that Kennedy was killed from a gunshot wound while riding in a motorcade passing below a school book depository building where Oswald worked. Many people, however, are unconvinced that Harvey acted alone in the assassination and believe he was part of a bigger conspiracy. Within an hour of Kennedy being shot, Oswald killed a police officer who had stopped to question him and was arrested minutes later. He was murdered the next day while being transported to jail with high security and his motives were never revealed. While the classified CIA reports did not raise questions about the findings of the Warren Commission, including that Oswald was the gunman, the report acknowledged the failure in the CIA's dealing with the Warren Commission's. The information withheld could have prompted further investigation into Oswald's potential ties with Cuba, according to Politico. McCone's predecessor, Alan Dulles, imagine that, ran the CIA when the agency formed plans to assassinate Cuba's Fidel Castro. And keep in mind, the U.S. is still assassinating people. What do you think drone attacks are? Assassinations. (laughs) But Robarg said in his report that McCone and Dulles did not appear to have an explicit special understanding. The CIA report offers no conclusion as McCone's motives to cover up agency activities, but suggests that the Johnson administration may have directed him to do so. Though it is initially stamped secret, no foreign, and not to be shared outside the CIA, the report was published in the CIA's classified internal magazine in September 2013 to mark the 50th anniversary of the Kennedy assassination. The report was declassified by the agency last fall to highlight misconceptions about the CIA's connection to JFK's assassination and is now available on the website of the George Washington University National Archives. So they kept information that could have been vital to the investigation. Maybe they kept information of second gunmen. They didn't give really great information as they were doing it. Excuse me. Ah, stupid sneezes. That's when I, when I sneeze a lot and I feel like this, I know I'm getting sick. I'm really hoping I'm staying home from work today. Kicked it out. Going to keep trying. I'll tell you what, the uh, I hate using it, but it, it, it's helping the chloroseptic. Matter of fact, I need another spray. So uh, hold on a second here. I got some audio for you. Let's see what this is all about. Ouch. Well, Russia is in the process of technologically preventing NATO from implementing their agenda in Syria, and NATO generals are not happy about it. Hey everyone, Stuart's here bringing you a new video report for 21stCenturyWire.com. Check out the site and also subscribe to my channel here on YouTube for regular videos on very similar important topics. So Thierry Maison, a French journalist who has been based in Damascus for some years now, is reporting that that Russia has deployed its most advanced top-secret air defence system in Syria, which has essentially left NATO blind. While the West has been completely embarrassed by Russia's swift and effective operations in Syria, it has now been utterly outclassed. So greatly that, as I mentioned, even NATO commanders are, quote, worried. We'll hear about them shortly. 
So the Rackard AV system can be mounted onto all kinds of military equipment, including ships and helicopters, and is said to have no global equivalent. Its purpose is to defend aircraft, helicopters, drones, ground and naval forces from air-to-air and surface-to-air defence systems and has a radius of several hundred kilometres. In offensive combat, it would be used to puncture a hole in virtually any defence system and is capable of blinding everything up to and including the US MIM-104 Patriots anti-aircraft missile system. NATO General Breedlove has openly expressed concerns about the Russians using the system, also known as Anti-Access Area Denial System, A2AD, in Syria. He said, quote, As we see the very capable air defence systems begin to show up in Syria, we're a little worried about another A2AD bubble being created in the eastern Mediterranean. These very sophisticated air defence capabilities are not about the Islamic State, they're about something else. Indeed, Breedlove is correct. The defensive usage can be viewed as a move to prevent anything like the no-fly zone that NATO imposed on Libya being repeated in Syria. They might also be seen as seeking to prevent further resupply of terrorists throughout Syria by the West. He may also be right to be a little worried, as Mason went as far as to suggest that this advanced system means there is a new military superpower in the world, and judging by the wide reporting of Russian military successes in Syria, he may well be right. So what good would it do any country now to join NATO if the greater power now lies in the east? Be sure to leave me your answers to that question in the comments below. Subscribe to my channel for regular reports. You can also follow me on Twitter, which there's a link for in the description of this video. Hit like, share this where you can. I'll be back with more tomorrow. So it's kind of interesting uh, that that apparently... Why well, uh, the heck is that? <laughs> Alright, so it's, it's kind of interesting that apparently... Uh, Russia has a, the ability to blind all of our forces, NATO, American, Western countries. They can't use their radar. Again, just get the F out already. It's not our business. Let them deal with it. They, get, they appear to have it under control. They appear to, to know what's going on. It's not our business. It really doesn't affect us over here. I think it's time we just step back and let people deal with it that have a better ability to deal with it. Uh, what do we got here? All right, let's do some chemtrail talk. I haven't done that in a long, long time. You know, it was bad this week here. I mean, it really was bad. Excuse me. Um, where do we go here? Uh, former prominent CIA officer shares details of the government's all-out war against whistleblowers with geoengineering skywatch or geoengineeringwatch.org. I apologize. What this really gets into, it kind of ties in with the JFK stuff. This gets into how people in the CIA who might go out and speak are being scared from doing it. Everybody always wants, where's the whistleblower? Where's the, where's the pilot talking about the chemtrails? 
Where's the Where's the guy that that helped paint the 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 nanothermite on ni- on the twin towers on nine eleven? Now where's uh Where's the rest of the guys that helped build the bombs at, at Oklahoma City? Where's the Where's the guys that 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 might have been involved at Sandy Hook? Because I believe Sandy Hook happened. I just believe there were more people involved, just like the Aurora the Aurora Aurora theater shooting. I know it happened. I just think there were more people involved. There was more to it. All right, here it goes. Silent, silencing Whistleblowers by Kevin Shipp, contributing writer for Geoengineering or geoengineeringwatch.org. Why don't more whistleblowers come out to expose illegal or unconstitutional secret government operations? If these activities are so illegal, why are people not coming forward to report them? Over the last 50 years, U.S. government intelligence agencies have performed a complex sequential system to systematically silence or destroy any employee, including his or her family, who attempts to reveal legal or unconstitutional activities conducted as part of of secret government operations. That paragraph, I challenge anybody to read real fast three times over. As a condition of employment, military and intelligence employees recruited for secret operations are required to sign a secret agreement or non-disclosure agreement before being, giving ask, be, before being given access to the position, which offers high pay and status in, in the organization. This agreement threatens civil and criminal pen, penalties if employees reveal any information regarding the programs thinking the agreement will only be used for legal purposes and will get them the covert job, all employees eagerly sign it. (laughs) Which, you know, uh, no complete or non-disclosure agreement is a very regular agreement for employment, honestly. Um, I've had to sign them working the restaurant business. When I went to Hooters, when I worked at Chili's, uh, we had to sign non-disclosure agreements not to give out our recipes. Worked at a very elite country club. I had to sign a non-disclosure agreement not to give out the rest of the recipes. So that's a normal thing. This secrecy agreement was originally designed to protect legitimate classified information, to protect military personnel during wartime, and to project, protect legitimate national defense information and technology. However, because of the binding power of the agreement, government agencies began using it as a powerful tool to silence federal employees who questioned the legality of certain government operations. It was the perfect tool to threaten, silence, or jail any whistleblower who dared to challenge the secret operation of government. Today, the secret agreement is routinely used as an effective weapon to intimidate or silence employees. Annual refresher briefings are given to remind employees of penalties for violating the agreement. These penalties include huge fines, termination, financial ruin, and even prison, all of which mean the destruction of their lives and their families. Most will not reveal any wrongdoing, no matter how egregious, for fear of calculated severe retribution. I have a friend, a very close friend, who works for a company up in Virginia and uh, he's had to sign this as a matter of fact after Snowden they had a meeting threatening them to make sure that they don't leak any information 
And this actually happened. He works for a government contractor. And he was put down with a group of his other employees and reminded what can happen if they release classified information. Employees sign the secrecy agreement and are cleared for classified programs. They are not told that they are given up the right to a jury trial or to sue the agency that hired them. If they try to do so as a whistleblower, they find they have no right to be heard in federal courts. Many have found this out when their case was denied, that it was too late. That part, That is part of the system. If the employees attempt to contact their congressman or senator, their representative is blocked from receiving any information about their case because they do not have the necessary clearance. When the employee attempts to blow the whistle to Congre- congressional intelligence committees, their response is ignored. It is made clear to committee members that they are not to touch such cases, so they refer them back to the Senate or congressman who cannot access the information involved in their case. If a courageous employee continues to proceed and blow the whistle, a system of personal and career destruction follows. This begins with promotion, promotions being denied, being turned down for sensitive or career enhancement assignments, and their files being flagged, running, ruining their reputation inside the agency. At this point, their career is over. If they, actually, if they go quietly, the retribution stops. When the employee still continues their effort to report the information, their travel records, personal records, medical records, and security records are searched for mistakes or damaging information that can be used to threaten them with termination. Their telephones and computers are monitored. Searching for incriminating information, if no substantive information can be found, it is fabricated and placed in their file. Employees who refuse to back down are then subject to internal security investigation. Multiple hostile interviews, attempting to get them to recant their information and multiply polygraph interrogations. In many cases, the employee is commanded to report to the internal medical office for a physical evaluation. If they comply, the evaluation labels them as paranoid, unstable, or disgruntled. This information is placed in file and is used later to, to justify the agency's action in the event of outside scrutiny. If the employee contacts a member of the news media, they are immediately cited with violating their secrecy agreement and criminal penalties are filed against them. Several news media outlets are connected to the CIA and NSA and notify them of the employee's contact. Finally, the employee is forced to resign after being threatened with termination in kangaroo court meetings where the information fabricated in their files is used against them. After termination or forced resignation, Interest rates on their in- internal credit union loans are raised to make the payments unaffordable. The release of the employees' retirement funds needs provi- needed provided for their family are blocked. The agency blacklists them from gaining employment with other government agencies or contractors, further ruining them financially. Dehumanization, financial ruin, and under severe emotional and mental pressure, the employees' families begin to break apart it's the family's foundation if the family family's foundation is not strong this results in alcoholism depression and divorce in some cases in some cases it has resulted in the employee committing suicide the ultimate goal of the program of destruction this silences the employee permanently obscuring the agency's role in their destruction and 
it is the perfect crime. The employees still have the resolve, resolve to endure this program and of career and personal destruction and continue to press for release of information. Or if his family members attempt to sue the agency for the illegal activities, classified agencies will invoke the security states, the secretive security states privilege, which orders the employee and his family not to reveal the information or face prison. If the family family's case reaches federal court, the state secretive privileges is invoked and the case is shut down and sealed. Federal judges rubber stamp the case censors. <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> oh, excuse me, sorry guys. Federal judges rubber stamp the censoring of the cases without reviewing the case's facts. Oh, goodness gracious me. That one got me there. Uh, so you get the point here. They they destroy these people. How many people? How many times do we hear of people who are, uh, you know, teetering on the, the edge of nine eleven truth, who maybe had some information to to discuss that just disappeared? Or maybe they commit suicide or murder suicide. Yeah, see, Wayne had to sign one to drive a Pepsi. It's a very regular thing. So I'm not saying it's a it's a hard thing, but you know, Wayne. The one you signed was to prevent you from giving out secrets about Pepsi. Well, I think if you knew that Pepsi was killing people and you went forward with that because they were uh, maybe using a chemical that was causing deaths, I- I'm sure you would go against that um, non-disclosure agreement and report it. But I don't think Pepsi could destroy your life the way the CIA could. So again, I wasn't arguing that those things are not good or aren't necessary. No, we have no compete clauses in the in the radio business. You know, if you do terrestrial radio, you have to sign a no compete clause a lot of times. What that means is you can't do radio in that market or within an you know, my father's in Philadelphia, he had a I think it was like a 200-mile no compete clause. So he couldn't do radio within a 200-mile radius of the tower of the radio station he worked for. Well, all the radio stations in Philly and Jersey are in Philly. And anything pick up, pick, uh, able to be picked up in that region is within 200 miles. So it makes it very hard to find a job in those situations. I apologize about the sniffling, guys. <clears throat> I'm trying to see. I, I wanted. I thought I had another piece of audio I wanted to play. So we're getting close here. Got to make sure I sign off on time tonight. I got a new guy coming. I want to make sure I got got him lined up for success from the beginning with a nice, hard start time. I'm uh, just scanning through here to see if I missed any stories that I felt were pertinent or important. Uh, how about this local drummer? Yeah, let's, let's discuss this one real fast. This is a, uh, a local drummer out of southwest Florida, Palm Beach County. I guess who is a, a local, you know, cover band type drummer. Hold on, everything's not cooperating with me, of course, yet again. Uh, we're just going to refresh this page real fast, and uh, he's dead now. Shot by the cops. Couldn't imagine that would happen. <laughs> Excuse me, guys. Oy. All right, looks like we got the page to reload here. Let's see if we can get the audio to agree with us. I wish I had the time in the day to be able to rip this all and have it, you know, ready to go on, on discs or something. But 
you know, I, I kind of plan my show very uh, close to the time of it because news is constantly changing. And I'll keep things up that I've been holding on for a while, but I try to keep it as, as up-to-date and, and as fresh, <coughs> fresh as possible. I hope this cold moves quick. On News Channel 5. Known among friends as the best drummer in the Palm Beaches was shot to death by a Palm Beach Gardens police officer. It's left Corey Jones' family frustrated and in shock. Right now, those who knew Corey Jones are gathering at his church. Meanwhile, police are releasing the name of the officer who killed Jones and some information on what the officer says happened early yesterday morning. We have live team coverage across Palm Beach County of where the shooting happened to the church Jones attended. We begin with Jared Worksma live at the Palm Beach Gardens Police Department. Jared. Well, Palm Beach Gardens Police are still refusing to speak with us about this shooting, other than a statement they released a couple of hours ago, which frankly has left us with more questions than answers at this point. For example, the name of the officer involved in this shooting is Newman Raja, and according to police, he was on duty at the time of this shooting, but for reasons that still are not being explained right now, he was wearing plain clothes and he was driving an unmarked vehicle. Now, we were able to find some photos of Officer Raja on the department's website. According to the uh, police department's website, he was hired just this past spring. As you can see here, according to the post, uh, well, this po post has since been taken down, actually. We learned that just a short time ago. No explanation, obviously, for why that is. But... Uh, Officer Raja stopped to investigate what he thought was an abandoned vehicle, according to police here around 3 Sunday morning at the southbound off-ramp on I-95 here in Palm Beach Gardens. That is the location where Corey Jones' family has told us his car broke down and he was trying to get a tow truck. Now, police say when Officer Raja stopped to investigate the car, he was confronted by a person armed with a handgun. Gardens police give no description of the confrontation itself, only saying as a result of the confrontation, Officer Raja fired his gun, killing Corey Jones. Now, at this point, as part of protocol, Officer Raja is on paid administrative leave as Palm Beach County continues to investigate this shooting. Again, Palm Beach Gardens still not speaking with us about this. We have requested several times throughout the day today for someone to get out in front of the camera and explain some of these things to us, give us answers to some of these very large questions that are looming. In the meantime, we have requested every public document we can get our hands on in relation to both Officer Raja and this incident. As soon as we have any new information, we'll be sure to pass it along. But for now, we are live outside of the Palm Beach Gardens Police Department. I'm Jared Works, my WPTV News Channel 5. So, as the story goes, and of course, this, this officer was an unmarked patrol unit, which probably didn't have cameras, uh, and he was in plain clothes, so he didn't have a badge displayed. It's 3 o'clock in the morning, you're broke down on the side of 95 in Palm Beach County. Some strange guy walks up to you. Maybe you're a little freaked out. You don't know what's going on. You, maybe you're a concealed carry permit holder. I don't know. Maybe he's not. Maybe he just had, he, you know, in the state of Florida, you can keep a gun in your glove box. Maybe he was startled by this person walking up. So he armed himself. I'm, I'm hypothesizing, but it seems like the cops are, are pretty tight-lipped about what happened. You know, I, I always have a gun in my car. I may or may not have a gun on my person. If I was broke down on the side of 95 in Palm Beach County and a vehicle pull, I 
might not pull my weapon, but I'd be ready to. So we don't know what happened. And we probably won't ever know the truth. Because, you know, it has been ruled by the Supreme Court that cops are allowed to lie. It's a fact. You can Google it if you don't believe me. <laughs> yes, Pepsi is killing people slowly, Kevin. That's why both Coke and Pepsi sales are down as well as McDonald's revenue is down. People are learning that they don't want this shit anymore, that they want to be healthy. They want to know that what they're eating is safe. That's all I want. That's all I try to do. Guys, thanks for joining me, joining me on the First 52 today. Like I said, you got Scott Ledger with Dangerous Conversation joining us at the 8 o'clock. Be safe, be human, and love other humans. Love you guys. Peace out. Let's investigate the consequence of a bittersweet loss of sense, a weapon in a war against ourselves. The setting sun is loading guns, don't be afraid of mistakes, emotions misplaced, to love or to hate. I don't know what to do, we're all lost and confused, just trying to get through in this world, always trying to prove that we're worth what it takes, but it takes a long time. Dirt to see grace When I'm trying to be real They tend to be fake When I'm risking it all With no time to waste Fuck this red race I'm leaving this place It's time to blast off Destination's face The sunset hung behind us And the universe to blind us From the moon we'll watch the whole world explode Moving free unguided Through the beautiful, the silent With the light show from a passing UFO Lost in the glow Of the unknown Please don't go Day one, I've been in this alone With arms stacked against, I've been drowning in stress They said, can you take more? I said, give me what's left An old man once told me, Allie, don't ever look back Keep your eyes on that prize and give them hell to your death This is a test, just a frequency check For intelligent life, now's time to connect
love you guys so much. Thanks. The first 52 is the bomb diggity. Hello, everybody. This is Lawrence Ross from the LRWS on RazRadioLive.com. Currently out in California, Blind James from RadioIO.com is in desperate need of a brand new kidney. Save a person's life. On behalf of everybody on the network, I encourage you to please go to GoFundMe.com forward slash XE6PJ38. Click on that link and donate money to save a person's life. Donate as much as you can. I think we should all donate. Every contribution helps. Helps. I appreciate all of Raz Radio Live's help and our I.O. fam. Please give so we can give James a brand new lease on life. Cement, the concrete's alive Where the bonds are formed, the rats run and hide Drama's like a cartoon that comes to life Where the express bus runs twice a night To the stadium that's packed every Monday night To the yellow cab driver that helped make your flight Where you can get what you want if the price is right And screaming fuck you's another way to be polite
the ladies that couldn't even stand the man made it that way so that the man could command and it's staying that way cause he's the man in command the man's in the mirror man he don't look like uncle sam the man makes sure every business deal favors the man like he cheated the indians when he stole their land the man discovered america but there were men on the sand the man's a music label who promotes your band then takes mostly cut even though they're your fans the man is greedy as fuck and he doesn't even care like bernie made off stealing savings in a ponzi scam the man leaves a bum the handle and takes his pan the man trims population so he's the last one to stand the man does whatever the man wants cause the man can if it's between you and the man you don't even stand a chance Every inside traded stock that's been bought. The man's the one with the gun when an innocent person's been shot. The man's the one who kills that will, not bullets from cops. The man is suspect number one, but he's never been sought. The man uses child labor to fill your needs to shop. The man spills his drink, tells you get the mop. The man built the pyramid and watches from the top. And if the man wants something, he pulls out all the stops. The man lets people starve while others hog the pot. The man preaches for life, denies the right to die. But don't disagree with the man, he kills you right on sight. He's the marksman who's got you lined up in his sight. The man determines our fate, the shit you cannot deny The man's convinced our change is bad and that we shouldn't even try And anything the man says, I can't help think it's a lie Are you the man? Guys, stick around for a dangerous conversation with Scott Ledger coming up here any moment. Just sit tight.